0: Love Talk Radio
1: haven't come out with it today. They're going to probably come out with it tomorrow. They're supposed to come out with it this afternoon or tonight, but they haven't done it. They must be scared to death of them. Mm-hmm. So, Republicans. I mean, the Republicans are still... I mean, even John McCain hasn't seen it. You know, do that? They, they've been hiding in conferences, you know, all, all, all week, all month. But anyway, uh, this is funny. Nobody wants to work with them. Why Trump White House is embroiled in a hiring crisis. I, I thought this was really amazing because nobody—he's got over 400 and something appointments that he can't fill because nobody wants to work for him. Well, you know?
2: I think it would
1: be a tough. Nobody wants to work for him because they—they're afraid he, he won't be around for 90 days, you know.
2: Well, I'd be scared that if something happened, he'd throw me under the
1: bus. Oh, like he did everybody else.
2: Yeah. President.
1: And then President, I'd <laughs> have a problem. <laughs> yeah, really. This is um, this is from. Um, <clears throat> What's this? business insider in politics.
0: Oh.
1: It says, uh, why Trump's White House is embroiled in a hiring crisis. And it says, President Trump has yet to nominate anyone for 74% of key executive branch positions. Hmm. Out of the 558 possible positions which require Senate confirmation, 415 have no nominee as of Sunday. Oh, Imagine my that. God. Imagine that. Seven people have been announced as nominees but not formally nominated. But the Trump administration's lag in selecting nominees may not be the only thing to blame for the White House hiring crisis uh, of the 94 formal nominees. The Senate has confirmed only 42. Oh, geez, so he he said 94,
0: and they've only
1: approved 42. The number of factors presides... I'm sorry, uh, besides the lack of nominees, have also contributed to the delay, including Democrats' opposition to Trump's nominees, some Republicans' unwillingness to work for an administration rocked by controversy, and Trump's reported treatment of an, uh, administration officials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, 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 here's the guy to the reasons. He says Trump's nominees have had to wait far longer than Obama's, uh, Bush's, or Clinton's. Mm-hmm. And uh, and according to Washington Post, Trump cabinet nominees had to wait 25 days uh, between being officially nominated and being voted on by the Senate. Yeah. Wow. On the other hand, President Barack Obama's nominees had the medium wait uh, time of two days. And George W. Bush waited zero days. And President Clinton uh, waited one day. <laughs> These guys nominated, nominated, confirmed their appointments in a, in a day, and a note, in, in one in the same day.
2: A number of Trump's nominees faced a steep uphill climb during their confirmation hearings. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and Attorney General Jeff Sessions faced particularly sharp questioning from congressional Democrats for their past conduct. And Secretary of Education, oh, this she was such a joke, Betsy DeVos' <laughs> nomination. Nearly failed after two Republican senators voted against her, leading to a 50 50 stalemate. In the end, Vice President Pence had to cast the tie breaking vote to confirm DeVos, and she's terrible. Oh, yeah.
1: Some Republicans are wary of joining the Trump administration amid the brewing uh, Russia controversy.
2: Mm, I would be
1: scared if I
2: were. Yeah. I would say.
1: Just to turn the fan out. Recent, recent news stories suggesting that the congressional and FBI investigations may now reach some top White House officials may deter potential nominees from joining the administration, political reporter in May. The Trump-Russia story has gained even more steam mm-hmm. since then, following Trump's abrupt decision to fire FBI Director James Comey. A slew of media reports that raise questions about the president. And his associates tied to Russia, and Comey's bombshell testimony before the Senate. Yeah, I mean, if I was given a job with a with a Trump, you know, if, if I was asked to join the Trump team, I wouldn't do that. If I had a decent job somewhere,
0: no,
2: well, you, you, your life could
1: be ruined forever. You're, you'd be ruined forever. You even even Jeff Sessions has to get an attorney now, his own attorney. Yeah,
2: attorneys getting attorneys, and then.
1: I mean, <laughs> attorney general is getting attorneys too, you know, and
2: and then and that attorney will probably have to get. You'll an attorney. have to get an attorney
1: too because see, of,
2: lots uh, of jobs for attorneys in Washington,
1: I guess. Yeah, because uh, Mueller just uh, hired uh, thirteen or fourteen of them just to be prosecutors, just to prosecute attorneys for for, this for the case uh,
2: that's that
1: he's working on. That's why they see it as such a big thing.
0: Mm-hmm. The Trump
1: Russian story has gained even more steam since the following Trump abrupt. Decision to fire FBI Director Comey, a slew of media reports that r- r- uh, raised questions about the president and his associates' ties to Russia,
0: yeah. and Comey's
1: bombshell testimony before the Senate earlier this month. Now, our potential nominees are having second thoughts as the continuing investigations threaten to derail Trump's agenda. Four people close to prospective nominees told Politico. Uh, Others echoed similar sentiments to the Washington Post in a a story published Saturday.
2: An attorney who represents potential executive branch nominees also told Politico Politico, that three clients said they were not interested in working for Trump after former FBI Director Robert Mueller was appointed as a special prosecutor (laughs) to spearhead the FBI's Russian probe. There's no doubt in my mind that people are being very cautious, to put it mildly the attorney said. If people continue to drop out from consideration, you're going to have a situation there where they're going to have trouble getting an A-list or even B-list people to sign up the lawyer
1: added. Wow. Trump's treatment of current uh, administration officials may be deterring potential appointees.
2: It seems to be reflected in Uber is having the same trouble. Uber, Their CEO uh, was known to be abusive yeah and, um that whole company has like tons of openings because nobody wants to work there, yeah
1: really, and um uh, yeah you know, they
2: and he you know, had to resign
1: yeah this is the the post the post reported that some potential nominees are aware of Trump's reported mood swings,
0: mood
1: swings. And, and frequent irritation towards senior staff and cabinet members. Trump is becoming radioactive and it's accelerating. Bill Valdez, a former senior energy department official, told the Post, he just threw Jeff Sessions under the bus. Yeah, he did. All right. Mm. And Valdez was likely, I mean, Jeff Sessions was the most loyal guy he had. All right? Mm. Yeah. All right. Right from the beginning when he, you know. Well, Valdez was likely referring to reports that Trump is angry with Sessions for accusing himself of the Russia probe. Sessions reportedly offered to resign over the tiff. He should resign, uh, just to keep his own integrity. Trump has also frequently made statements that directly contradicted those his communications staff and spokespeople have made. This was perhaps most prominent in the immediate aftermath of Comey firing. Mm. The White House and Trump's spokespeople initially said that Trump's decision to remove the FBI director was based entirely on recommendations of the Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and had nothing to do with the escalating Russia controversy. Yeah, right. (laughs) But shortly after, however, Trump told NBC Lester Holt that he had already made the decision to fire Comey, and was going to do it regardless of Rothstein's recommendation. And he also added that this Russia thing was a factor in his decision. If you're working with a boss who doesn't have your back, Valdez told the Post, you have no confidence in working with that individual. Mm -hmm. That's for sure, man. I mean, that's absolutely right. That's yep. why that's why Trump can't get anybody because he he's a prick, you know, oh. absolute prick. He, he throws you right under the bus. Mm-hmm. Jeff Sessions had to hire a lawyer to represent him during the Russian probe. Oh my God! Yeah. I regret the
2: day he's taken. Oh, you must,
1: have. you must, because I mean, Jesus! I mean, how many attorneys? What
2: is the benefit of working in this administration?
1: I have no idea. None. None. I mean, he ruined I mean, how his, can you how can you do
2: anything? Jeff Sessions
1: him? ruined his career because he he gave up a Senate seat uh, for this
0: mm-hmm.
1: Attorney General Jeff Sessions has hired Attorney Chuck Cooper to represent him in ongoing inquiries into a Russian interference uh, in two sixteen in the Trump campaign. Uh, NBC News reported on Tuesday. The National Law Journal was the first to report the news. Cooper was recently under consideration to be Solicitor General. He also reportedly advised Sessions prior to his testimony before the Senate Intelligence Committee, because he always rose lawyer. Oh,
0: God.
1: At the hearing, Sessions testified about his interactions with President Trump. I that, sorry. Um, President Trump and Russian officials before and after the 2016 election, and the Attorney General is one of a number of of Trump associates who have invited scrutiny as the Congressional and FBI uh, investigations delve into the Trump campaign potential ties to Russia. So far, investigators have zeroed in on key officials like former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, Trump Senior Advisor and son-in-law Jared Kushner, and former Campaign Chairman Paul Manafort, and Campaign Foreign Policy aide Carter Page. Uh, Sessions made headlines in March that he recused himself for, for doing this and uh, for meeting with the ambassador. And further questions were raised, despite having recused himself from the Russia probe. He wrote a memo recommending that Trump fired. That that was what was so stupid. You know what I mean? That Hmm. was the stupidest thing he ever... The guy is stupid. He's stupid. You know, Jeff Sessions is stupid. Why in the living craziness would this guy, uh, you know, after he recused himself,
2: then put something like that yeah, in that
1: writing. Yeah, then, uh, then put something that's, in writing. That, that's as uh,
2: bad as email. Those yeah. kinds of things, you have to talk to someone privately.
1: Yeah. I mean, the guy they is, hope
2: the guy's not taping it.
1: Yeah, the guy's absolutely crazy or freaking. You never movie.
2: put anything like that in writing. No. Jeez.
1: Oh, you know, well,
2: they think they're invincible. That's the thing. They have had used to having so much power. They don't think that that kind of power can be turned on them.
1: I guess not, but I mean, the incredible thing is, here it is. Yeah, they Uh, always
2: think they're the top dog. Well, you know what? There's always someone who has more power.
1: You bet. And earlier this month, Comey told the Senate Intelligence Committee during a bombshell testimony that he and senior FBI leadership had expected Sessions to recuse himself uh, from the investigation, adding that there were other facts. Not disclose an open setting. Comey's remarks sparked speculation that Sessions' contact with Russian officials may have gone further than was initially reported. Mm-hmm. See the bastard's dirty. These guys are all anybody. They around, all seem
0: to be
2: dirty. Anybody
1: around Trump is dirty. During this, Gee, you
2: know, and I was so completely
1: fooled by by Sessions. I was. I, I, I thought he was. A, he had some integrity.
0: <laughs> and I,
1: I watched this whole hearing. And I said, wow! This, I think the guy's all right. Turns out the guy's a freaking bum, you know. Yeah. And then he came out with anti he came out with anti marijuana. He came out with the uh, you know he was involved with Russia. And, and then was, I was you know, beginning
2: to think that
1: yeah, he must be a racist. He's a prick. I wouldn't doubt if he was a racist too. You know, I mean, if he if he can lie like that, you know, I'm sure he's a, probably a, a freaking Alabama racist. Oh Jesus! I mean, are you working for a guy like Trump? He called any contrary allegation appalling and detestable lies. Yeah. That's what Sessions said.
2: I was fooled by him.
1: Sessions is not the first Trump associate to hire a personal attorney amid the ongoing investigation. In addition to Trump himself, but Pence hired one. Uh, Flynn and Cohen, even his own personal attorney, have hired attorneys. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, mean, this them. is insane, right? This is so insane. Not going to help them. you the guy is such a putz. Playing putts, unbelievable, Absolute unbelievable. But I was so fooled. I feel like such a fool. Here's a guy, Iron Stash, uh-huh. This is a guy that's, that's that's going to challenge. That wants to challenge Paul Ryan. He's a Democrat and the union worker, uh, iron worker in Wisconsin. He's running, He wants to go after. Him.
2: You know? I hope he goes after Paul Ryan. This guy,
1: this guy's got a lot of got a lot of moxie, man. Iron Stash, I like that. Can
2: you say I, anything uh, more about him?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I, 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 he's a he's a Democrat. He's an yeah. iron worker, you know, and he's, Good. he's pissed off and he wants to glasses. Yeah, you know, he reminds me of, he he reminds me a little of this uh, of uh, the guy up here there. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, just one. You're your Brian. Friend. Yeah, Brian.
2: Oh, Brian Uller.
1: Yeah, it reminds this me of guy. Yeah. It reminds One day me.
2: when political atten- uh, political yeah, hang on a
1: second. This, this LA Times thing is. One day when up political
2: up. attention was focused on a house race in suburban Atlanta, another bit of congressional election intrigue managed to turn heads in Washington. A mustachioed iron worker, Randy Bryce, found a ready audience for an emotional bio video. Introducing the Democrat as a blue-collar challenger to House Speaker Paul D. Ryan, a
1: Wisconsin Republican, in
2: 2018.
1: <coughs> Activist this ironwork, long resident of Wisconsin running for Congress against, but he's got his mother. Let's uh, see they, what she says. Well, it's she's uh, she's against him because she's got uh, multiple, I think, multiple sclerosis, and um, this. Uh, you need the insurance. Of course you, know, you do. And 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 he wants to um, make sure his mother and everybody else needs it. Yeah. Yeah, it? Ryan,
0: right, come up and say a few words. Congratulations the job well done.
1: This is a video from from on uh, This is repealing and Repeating. by Randy Bryce. Southeastern in Wisconsin. Everybody doesn't get what they want. This is Paul Ryan talking. It's arrogant forever. A very painful condition.
0: It's like hot night going through, and you can't talk.
1: He's talking. Talk. This was this Bryce's mother talking about uh, multiple sclerosis. I'm on 20 drugs, and if I
2: don't
0: take the one that costs them thousands of dollars, I don't know what would happen. be huh?
3: My mom is, is probably the most important person in my life. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. There's no doubt in my mind that there are thousands of people like her that don't have what she has. The system is extremely flawed. I this work is, every day this so Randy that me on not have insurance. I've been an iron worker for 20 years. I work hard and I earn every penny that I make. And I know everybody that I work with is the same way. I've spent my entire life in southeastern Wisconsin. I can see what people need. I could do so much more, and I will do so much more, taking my voice, taking our voice, and what we need to Washington DC. I decided to run for office because not everybody's seated at the table, and, and it's time to make a bigger table. I'm the best person to represent this district because I'm a working person. If somebody falls behind, we're so much stronger if we carry them with us. That's the way I was raised. We look all for each other. I think it's time. Let's let's trade places. <coughs> all right, You can come work to iron, and I'll go to D.C. <laughs> we can do so much better together as a community, and our future depends on it.
1: Andy Bryce from USCongress.com. So, this guy's going after. I <coughs> go after. Uh,
2: Paul Ryan.
1: Uh, yeah. It says here that. <coughs> Tell me, viewed the politically powerful video with which Bryce shares heart tugging scenes with his ailing mother and son.
2: <coughs> and young son. Wondered whether the hard hat wearing candidate was for real. Could this be a parody? But the long-shot contender is very real. He's known as, at Iron among his 48,000 Twitter followers, and describes himself as a lifelong Wisconsin resident and activist. Bryce has previously run for state office. He's always
1: been up against Republicans, though, a very strong Republican um, stronghold.
2: I decided to run for office because not everyone has a seat at the table, and it's time to make a bigger table. That's what he says in the video. Let's trade places. Ryan has represented his southeast Wisconsin district for 20 years and easily beat back both the primary and general election challenger in 2016. He is favored for re-election in 2018. Well, 20 years is like a lifetime job for him. He should be out of there. I
1: think so. Especially for what he did, Mm -hmm. what he's done, which is like destroyed the country in Wisconsin. You know, I don't like. I'm not a big Murphy fan.
0: Yeah.
1: Not really, but this had over almost nine million views since he put it out. This only was uh, like a few days ago, and this this is about this is what he said about this health bill. Okay. Yeah, it's only two minutes long, but it, it was pretty powerful. Well, I you, but I think it's totally irrelevant to
4: the most important discussion that's happening right now, which is not in this committee. It's not anywhere that the American public can see. It's behind closed doors, where there are a certain number of Republican senators that are perpetuating a fraud on the American public, and they're not here. I mean, Democrats have been here at this hearing pretty consistently throughout the wow. morning. Republicans have been in and out. But if you want to believe that Republicans are behind closed doors writing a health care bill that's going to steal insurance from 23 million Americans in order to pass along a tax cut to the richest amongst us, well, then this visual is evidence, potentially, of what's going on right now. There were there were 25 days of debate in the United States. Senate before that bill came up for a vote. The American people had a month to watch the Senate debate that piece of legislation and offer amendments. And as the ranking member said, that was on top of exhaustive committee processes. It's just not true that that bill was ramped. That's not true. The House and the Senate debated that bill. For a year and a half, it was there for the American public
0: to see. They're going to keep
4: it secret because inside that bill are massive giveaways for their friends. $145 billion of tax breaks for health insurers, $28 billion of tax breaks for pharmaceutical companies, $663 billion of tax cuts, almost none of which is going to anyone in this country who makes under $200,000 a year. So there's good reason why there's no Republican senators here except for Senator Cassidy. There's good reason why they're doing this behind closed doors because it's a fraud. It is a fraud to take insurance from middle-class folks Folks who might be struggling in this country, so that you can muster up enough money to hand another big tax break to people that do not need it. I.
1: Well, this is um, this is a, a debate that, that it is, but it's frightening, you know, to think that they can that they do this, that they have this mentality to steal everything from American people. American
2: people allow
1: them to do it. That's well. That's it. That's really it. You have to go down there and throw them all out. You gotta do it. I, I
2: like the old way: Tar
1: and feather them. Tar and feather them. Now it's the only way to do Send it. Send them you out. Do it. Earth has shifted.
2: That was the early American's way of dealing with stuff.
1: They they got it right. Um, this one, this is pretty frightening in a way, but it's it's prophetic. Earth has shifted. We're going to a polar shift. Yeah. Inuit elders issue warning to NASA and the world in this video. It says global climate change and the earth has shifted, says Inuit elders. A new warning has come to NASA from the Inuits. They are warning that the change in climate is not man-made. It's The earth is a polar shift. It's a polar shift. There's nothing they can do to stop it, Leo. No, no. Um, changes the climate is due to polar warming. but
2: Because of the earth shifting that's, a bit. That's correct. Inuits are a local people that live in the Arctic regions Boy, of wait, Canada. I just said
1: it's not, not due to global warming, yeah, but read, rather because I of the earth shifting. That. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: The Inuits are local people that live in the Arctic region of Canada, the United States, and Greenland. They are excellent weather forecasters, and so were their ancestors. Presently they are warning NASA that the cause of change in weather, earthquakes, etc, are not due to war, global warming as the world thinks. They also report that they state that the earth has shifted or wobbled. their sky has changed. The elders declare that the sun rises at a different position now, not where it used to previously. They also have longer daylight to hunt now, but the sun is much higher than than earlier and it gets warmer much more quickly. Other elders across the north also confirmed the same thing about the sky changing when interviewed. They also allege that the position of the sun, moon, and stars have all changed, causing changes in the temperature. This has also affected the wind, and it's very difficult to predict the weather now. According to them, predicting the weather is necessary in the Arctic. All the elders confirmed that the earth has shifted, wobbled, or tilted toward the north. This information provided by the Inuit elders has caused great concern in the NASA scientists.
1: And there's this uh, video here on this, and uh, That's it says,
2: Elijah No, No Yeah,
1: it says Inuit people on the daily Earth wobble, uh, sun, moon, and stars out of. Um, I don't know exactly what it, what it happened. Let's see It's about four minutes long, but it's worth. It's, it's, it's good,
2: observations
1: yeah. of the people. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Observations yeah. It's not it's not translating Today we have a two hour window to shoot. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Let's go back to this observation of the people we go to the flow edge of the system leaving early in the morning these are the Inuits and we have to arrive at daylight in order to catch seals and we had an hour of daylight today we have a two hour window to
0: shoot yeah
1: and he says this change is noticeable
0: um, this is bloody
1: Puduk, The
2: daylight is a lot higher on the horizon. Hmm. I don't know everything, I, but I really notice and observe changes occurring in the atmosphere.
1: I've lived here all my life and have also watched the sun.
0: Uh where it rises
1: was not changed much but the sunset has shifted way over
0: he said
1: perhaps the earth has tilted on its axis I'm always pondering this, he says, and have wanted to talk about these changes to the sun and environment. The Earth has changed its tilt.
0: Um, he says, I know, I don't know exactly what it, happened, when, it happened. when it happened. I do know the
1: sun used to set close to the highest mountain peak. After the shoot, the sun now sets past the highest peak. Another guy says, We get heat from the sun after our world built it. The sun is higher, its rays hit more directly, it makes it warmer. That's why there's hardly any tongue drifts these days. Tongue drifts are, discret- are directional. They are formed by the north wind, which has changed. I learned to observe the ground of stars are not if stars are not visible. Today's stars l- look different. It says a night Returning from a hunt using the stars, uh, it's noticeable they are no longer in the proper position. Our world has changed: land, sky, and environment. Tongue drifts now point a different direction. Uh, they move east. We cross them sideways. <laughs>
0: Today heading east
1: we go with the drifts,
0: the shifting wind has caused this, we
1: haven't had north wind in a long time, there's more south wind,
0: but east wind is now dominant,
1: in the past we hardly had east wind.
0: East winds are strong and bring bad weather. They
1: don't. They're not translating, letters, just it's just Indian talk. That's in the. But uh, this is their warning about that. I, I'm sorry. I, I they 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 were just. There's no trans, No English translation to that. Other than what was for uh, what I was reading. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. That's what was happening there. Well, we've had other polar shifts. Oh yeah, twenty every twenty five thousand years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is pretty bizarre. I, I don't I don't know if this is uh, how how true this is. I unfortunately, think was, when there's a polar shift, a lot of what's living dies. Yeah. Well, we're on the we're on the verge of that. But Orwellian Canadians can now be fined or jailed for using the wrong gender pronoun. He just passed a bill in Canada that that said you can't you can't uh, you can't call anybody
2: he you, or
1: she he, she she it I no will. it
2: is not a gender no
1: well it kind of is but
2: her uh, or him yeah
1: well this is from the uh, Canadian oh, uh, God. Uh, yeah Daily Wire <laughs> and uh, jail for using wrong gender pronouns.
2: Well, how do you know
1: what they are? Well, it says, taking a page out of George Orwell's 1984, Canada passed a new law that opens Canadians up for fines and even jail time if they use gender pronouns that do not correspond to a person's subjectivity, subjectively determined gender identity. Can you imagine that?
2: Well, how are you supposed to know if some That's of these ridiculous.
1: people? I don't know. As noted, the Daily Caller, Bill C-16, uh, which has passed by Canada's Senate, on Thursday put so-called gender identity and gender expression into both the country's human rights code as well as the hate crime category of its criminal code by a vote of 67 to 11. All the bill needs now is a stamp of approval from the Governor General. Critics of the legislation say the bill will target conservatives who cling to reality and science and refuse to adhere to progressives' gender theory, which is rooted in mere feelings, For potential hate crimes. uh, Potential consequences for refusing capitulation are monetary fines, anti bias training, and jail time. Jesus. So Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is predictably outcome with joy. Overcome. uh, Yeah, with a progressive crackdown on free speech. Great news, he wrote. He wrote on Twitter, uh, BC16 has passed the Senate, making it illegal to discriminate based on gender identity or expression. Huh. Uh, okay. Aside from the law's odious opposition to free speech, the bill is severely flawed due to the subjective nature of gender identity alone, as highlighted by this conservative Senator uh, Grant Jen Mitchell in November of 2016. Transgender identity is too subjective to concept a concept to be enshrined in law because it is defined by an individual's deeply felt internal experience of gender, he said. Pierce free speech proponent George Peterson, an outspoken professor at the University of Toronto, fought tirelessly against the bill, insisting that it infringes upon citizens' freedom of speech and institutes that he he views as dubious gender ideology into law. A compelled speech, uh compelled speech has has come to Canada, wrote Peterson on Twitter. We will seriously regret this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. And uh, the, the article goes on a bit, but you know, you know, they're they're putting that into law. Huh. Imagine that? It is law now. They can't say, uh whatever, transgender or anything. They have to say well,
2: what if you don't uh, know whether somebody? Yeah, I mean,
1: well, this, the whole thing how do is you know what their
2: subjective idea of themselves
1: is? It's a It's they so may absurd. look
2: one way, but they might feel another, and then they get mad at you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. They're totally freaking nuts. Huh. Uh, senators want Congress to OK military action in Syria. And no. Imagine. I don't think that's we we need that at all. Mm. There's no, no sense in that whatsoever. U.S. Senators called on Congress on Tuesday to back uh, to take back its authority. Mm-hmm. I, I know in second, I'll just be, there's going to be a second here, so wanna make sure that I'm not getting a call on it. Okay. Um, I've always believed that it is important for Congress to exercise a constitutional role and authorize these to force, as General uh, Bob Corker told uh, uh, a hearing on Tuesday. As President Donald Trump has ordered to step up military activity in Syria, Afghanistan, and elsewhere, members of Congress also want Trump to present a strategy for defeating Islamic State and other militant groups. It's uh, difficult for us to carry out our responsibility unless we know what the commander-in-chief needs. Um, Trump administration, like former President Barack Obama, has been using a 2001 authorization for the use of military force against al-Qaeda passed after the September 11 attacks as the legal basis for a wide range of military actions since. And this goes on, but it says, Lawmakers have introduced war authorizations, um, repeatedly in the past several years But they have failed to advance the, Amid sharp divisions in Congress Over whether or how To limit the commander's use of military resources uh, Many weir, war-weary members of Congress Also do not want to vote for anything That might become a foreign military quagmire Consuming taxpayers' dollars Or leading to widespread U.S. casualties Mm-hmm. And Trump has ordered stepped up military operations against the Islamic State and delegated more authority to his generals. U.S. led forces said on Tuesday they had shot down uh, an armed pro Syrian regime drone uh, near the border. Okay, a U.S. warplane shot down a Syrian army jet over Syria on Sunday. This is wrong. You know, they're defending their own fucking country. Come on, you know. And we're, we're going, we're, we're knocking them out of the sky. Yeah, this is ridiculous. You know, Democrat Senator Tom Udall voted for the 2001 authorization while he was a member of the House. I would have never imagined that voting support, vote supporting U.S. troops in Syria in 2017, and engagements with Assad regime. He said, even even though he, he, you know, he never would have would have voted for that. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's
0: unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
1: <sighs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just craziness, it's total craziness. Here's another one: Miss McConnell just refused to protect health care for veterans. Nice guy. bill, yeah. So that's. the Republicans have yet to reveal the Frankenstein monster version of Trump's scare. they have been secretly stitching together, but they plan to vote on next Thursday. <coughs> that's tomorrow,
0: right? Uh, yeah.
1: June twenty second. This came, Tomorrow. This is tomorrow. This is tomorrow's date, actually. Um, Republicans have yet to feel the Frankenstein monster version of Trump's care. Uh, wait, let me just make sure. The Journal, Washington Journal. That's where this is from. Robert Haffrey. Um, Republicans have yet to reveal the Frankenstein monster version of scare. They've been secretly stitching together, but they plan to vote on it next Thursday. The Democrats took to the Senate floor today to protest the clandestine uh, legislation. Uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth suggested unanimous consent that the legislation not be permitted to kick veterans off Medicaid, and the Republicans objected to the measure. Um, Duckworth's motion was a simple move that would have helped protect our servicemen and women, but Republicans rejected it out of hand. Duckworth and herself a veteran and lost both her legs serving Iraq. She received the Purple Heart Air Medal and Army Commendation Medal. Nobody understands the needs of veterans better than she does. And Mitch McConnell's objection means the Republicans either plan to pull health care from veterans or at least leave the move on the table. Republicans love to trumpet uh, support for veterans during election season, but the movement, for the moment they're in power, they cease to care. Their cowardice is a disgrace to their constituents and a disservice to the military. There you
0: go.
1: <coughs> I agree with him 100%.
0: Yeah. That's son of a bitch doing
1: that. Yeah. You know, really, uh, I don't know, she said, I don't know how long this little thing is. Uh, Madam Senator from Illinois.
0: Madam President, I ask unanimous consent that it shall not be in order in the Senate to consider H.R. 1628 or any amendment offered to H.R. 1628 unless the director of the Congressional Budget Office certifies that H.R. 1628 or any amendment offered to the bill will not cause a single veteran to lose health insurance coverage as a result of the bill's Medicaid cuts, potential loss of marketplace tax credits for veterans, or removal of critical patient protection. Is there objection?
1: Objection. Objection. is heard. Uh, yeah, that object was uh, what's his face McConnell. Mm-hmm. Mr. McConnell's objection meant the Republicans either plan to pull health care for veterans, or at least leave it uh, leave the move on the table. So there, there nothing's happening there. Uh, you know they, 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 these people the hell is wrong with these with these Republicans? I I just don't
2: know.
1: They're getting paid off. Yeah. This was an interesting thing. Uh, I, I I posted it because of you, but I, I because I wanted you to see it. But um, if you want, it's been viewed by uh, twenty-eight, almost twenty-nine million people. Okay. But there's no there's no music there's no uh, words to it goes back here, but a teacher has found a solution. Uh, let's just some music to it there. Uh, yeah, let's go back. You want to read that?
2: A teacher has found the perfect solution to stop bullying, and everybody needs to see it. The teacher showed her students two apples. But before class, she had one repeatedly dropped. She had repeatedly dropped one of the apples on the floor. Well,
1: you best there.
2: Yeah,
1: but only hard
2: enough that. Whoops! But only hard enough. Sorry. The students wouldn't notice both apples. Uh, it was only hard enough that the students wouldn't notice that both apples looked perfect.
0: Right. So
2: when class started, she asked her students to describe the apples. The children said that both apples looked great. They were the same size and a nice color. The teacher picked up the apple she'd dropped on the floor and told the children that she didn't like it. She said it was a disgusting apple with a horrible color.
1: Even though it looked identical to the other one. The teacher told them that because she didn't like it, she didn't want them to like it either. So they could call it names too.
2: Some of the children looked confused, but they all agreed. You're so ugly, you've probably got worms inside you. Beat it. Then the teacher asked the children to say nice things to the other apple. You're the best apple in the world. You are beautiful. The teacher showed the students the two apples. They looked the same as before. But then she cut the apples in half. The apple the kids had been nice to looked crisp and fresh on the inside. The apple that got the mean comments looked mushy, bruised, and was brown. The teacher explained that that was the exact same thing that happens to children that are bullied. Everybody may, be, everybody may look good on the outside, even when the inside is broken. We all have a responsibility to teach children to treat each other well. Let's create a generation of kind, caring children.
1: That's a good good idea, yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it Lila just uh, the reason I say that is cause Lila just finished a bullying uh thing in her class from my uh, fourth graders <coughs> she did a great job on it. but um uh pr- production but um, this is this is kinda interesting this is weird you're not gonna see that there's no really words there's, there's a lot of music. But but what it is is, a, is, a, is an artificial uh, flood barrier, barrier. and it, it is so cool. It's made, it made out of uh, you know, plastic uh, blocks, with shields that link together and allow it allow you to divert water anywhere. You know, yeah. flash flooding. So if you got flat if you got floods coming to your house, you can divert them to the next door neighbor. <laughs> I guess. Or down the road, or someplace. But anyway, it's, it's an amazing device. Its barricades can stop a flood in its tracks, and that's, that's a real good thing. Um, yeah. Basics of organic gardening. Oh. Important. Well, you know, that's probably very important for people to see. You think so?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think it's. I think it's you want to see it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
2: true. Uh, oh, she looks like this, uh, in a picture that you can't see, folks. But the garden looks lovely. Yeah.
1: Well, it says uh, this is nature's, nature's Path blog. Yeah. And, uh, they can go to that. Nature's Anybody
2: path who's blog. interested can go to
1: it. Oh, the people around the world are becoming aware of how their food is produced, and they realize that pesticides are serious health and environmental price tags, and that GMOs are unhealthy and not labeled. Organic food sales are on the rise, and so are organic gardens. And uh, growing your own food organically is the way to take control of your food source, improve and maintain your health, and be kind to the planet.
0: Mm.
1: What is organic gardening and where do you begin? It's all All in the soil. It's all in the soil, yeah. The key to a lush organic garden is healthy soil. Whether you are growing food or ornamentals, uh, good soil will make a difference in production and disease and pest resistance. What is healthy soil? Soil that is full of nutrients, microorganisms, and earthworms, and <clears throat> retains water and nutrients while growing, while allowing air circulation, good drainage, all vital plant growth, and creates the perfect environment for organisms to thrive so that they can effectively break down the, and aerate the soil. How do you get healthy soil? Look to nature. Look at the leaf litter on the forest floor. This decomposing organic matter... Continually returns nutrients to the plants that shed the leaves in the first place, and it's a natural cycle of life and death, growth and nourishment. and composting. Um, what if you have poor soil? It tells you how to do that. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So and you can even get a garden an, uh, an ebook. You know, on free e-book on gardening. So uh, I would su- highly suggest that you go to this website. It's called The Basics of Organic Gardening, Nature's Path Blog, Nature's Path Blog, okay? So, um, go to that, folks. You'll see a a lot of things that you will enjoy if you're into organic. Well, so much for Trump's big uh, push with uh, Ford.
2: Yeah, they took their plant to China. Weren't they going to go to Mexico?
1: No, they were going to hold back. He got 133 lousy jobs. Okay, and now Ford's to move production of Focus, their car Focus, from Mexico to China. Mm -hmm. it's not even coming back. I mean, even Mexico's losing it. Jesus Christ. How much cheap? How cheap can China be, man? You know, they work for a dollar an hour or something. I mean, a dollar a minute, a dollar an hour. can't imagine what they're working for. Ford Motor Company is moving production of its Focus model to Jana after production at its Michigan plant ends in excuse me 2019. Hmm. Okay. I thought it was going to uh, The move which Ford estimates to save 500 million in production costs um, for the car comes as the company has become a target of President Trump, of President Trump who's pressuring manufacturers to keep jobs in the United States. Ford initially planned to move production to the fo- focus to Mexico, but is now scrapping that plan in favor of production in China, according to a report in Bloomberg. Trump thanked Ford on Twitter for its decision to scrap the Mexican plant. Yeah, right. So it's going to China. China labor costs are lower than Mexico's, but shipping costs from the small cars will rise. On the campaign trail and earlier in the presidency, Trump threatened to slap a 35% tariff on products made by American companies in other countries. I think he should do that. Don't you?
0: Well,
1: He's not going to do crap. He can't do anything. I don't
2: know whether...
1: I don't even think he'll be in office in the next uh, 30 days. Right. Uh, Tonight, before we go, I want to talk about this because it hasn't really been talked about. And... uh, it's uh, this from Robert Rhodes, who's a guy from a friend of mine. Uh, DefyingAmerica.com. He sent this over to me. It says the internet seems to be worried about catastrophic, uh, right? Uh, Disasters. Yeah. Repressed worries about the incompetent administration, but because we don't have a FEMA director right now, and this is and this puts us in a big, big position, bad position. Because no one's no one's uh, watching this problem. Yellowstone supervolcano could rip the guts out of the U.S. Unusual rise in seismic activity over the last seven days. It could rip the guts out of the U.S. Can you imagine? It's it's, it's the biggest thing in the, in the, in the United States. It takes over half of the United States is 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 subject to this uh, Yellowstone uh, uh, volcano. Yeah. There have been um, unusual rise in seismic activity in the last seven days. Um, There have been 296 earthquakes in the vicinity of the Yellowstone supervolcano within the last seven days. It is possible that the Yellowstone supervolcano is gearing up for a major eruption if you follow my work on a regular basis, uh, then you already know that I spent a lot of time documenting how the crust of our planet is becoming increasingly unstable. Most of the shaking is taking place far away from the continental United States, and so most of Americans are not too concerned about it. But we also, but we should be concerned about it because a major seismic event could change all of our lives in a single instant. For instance, a full bone eruption of the Yellowstone supervolcano
0: Hmm.
1: would have the potential of being an extinction-level event. That is why it is so alarming that there have been 296 earthquakes in the vicinity of the Yellowstone supervolcano within the last seven days. Scientists are trying to uh, convince us that everything is going to be okay, but there are others that are not sure. The biggest earthquake in this swarm uh, occurred during Thursday evening. Um, it was initially measured to be a magnitude 4.5 earthquake, which is a little downgrade from 4.4. 4. It was the biggest quake in the region since a uh, magnitude 4.8 earthquake struck close to Norris uh, March March 2014, and so on and so forth. But uh, there's another one that was... Uh, brain quake was sent around 5.8 miles underground. Um, a witness reported that she felt the building she was in move. Dozens of people reported that they felt in, in and around West Yellowstone, Gardner, Ennis, and Bozeman. but by itself the one quake could only be a minor concern. That what is troubling many of the experts is that the earthquake has been accompanied by 295 smaller ones. She's there is normally a rise in seismic activity before a volcano erupts, and uh, according to theoretical physicists, um, uh, a long overdue eruption at Yellowstone could rip the guts out of the USA. Scientists currently believe that there is a 10% chance that a supervolcano Category 7 eruption could take place this century, as pointed out by a theoretical physicist, um, Miko Kaku who appeared on the segment on Fox News. The gray-haired uh, physicist um, told Shepard Smith the danger we are now facing with the caldera is that it's long overdue for an eruption, which Kaku said could rip the guts out of the U.S. Kaku said that a pocket of lava located under the park has turned out to be twice as big as scientists originally thought. I would like to try to describe it for you what a full-blown eruption of Yellowstone supervolcano would mean to this country. It says hundreds of cubic miles of ash, see, that? rock and lava, would be blasted into the atmosphere. And this would likely plunge much of the northern hemisphere into several days of complete darkness. Virtually everything with a hundred miles of Yellowstone would be immediately killed. But a much more cruel fate would befall those that live in major cities outside the immediate blast zones such as Salt Lake City in Denver. Hot yeah. uh, volcanic ash, rock, and dust would rain down on those cities literally for weeks, and in, that, in the end, it would be extremely difficult for anyone living in those communities to survive. In fact, it has been estimated that 90% of all people living within 600 miles of Yellowstone would be killed. Wow. Can you imagine that? Experts provide 600 miles of Yellowstone. Experts project that such an eruption would dump a layer of volcanic ash that is at least 10 feet deep, up to 1,000 miles away, and approximately two-thirds of the United States would suddenly become uninhabitable. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. Two-thirds of the U.S. would be uninhabitable. The volcanic ash would severely contaminate most of our water supplies, and growing food in the middle of the country would become next to impossible. Mm. In other words... It would be the end of our country as we know it today. Yeah,
2: that's a disaster.
1: Yeah, the rest of the planet, and this would especially be true for the Northern Hemisphere, would experience what is known as a nuclear winter. An extreme period of global cooling would take place, and temperatures around the world would fall up to 20 degrees. Crops would would fail all over the planet, and severe famine would sweep the globe. And in the end, billions could die. So, yes... This is a threat that we should take very seriously. But today, most Americans think of Yellowstone as little more than a fun tourist attraction. But the truth is that many tourists have discovered just how dangerous Yellowstone can be. Some have been scalded by boiling water from geysers and can get as hot as 250 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Another man
1: and one man from North Carolina recently had to be flown to a burn center after he mistakenly fell into a hot spring.
0: A North Carolina
1: man was flown to the University of Utah Burn Center after following him to a hot spring at Yellowstone National Park Tuesday night. Um, uh, this guy was uh, when 21 years old, was was with seven other, was seven other people um, who attempted to transport him, an employee, um, but uh, they wanted him in the hospital. Since Yellowstone is still a very active, scientists are sure that it will erupt again one day. And when that happens, all of our lives will be completely turned upside down in a single moment. That's why you're not hearing about this on the press, because people will go freaking crazy. You know what I mean? But, anyway, what do you think?
2: Well, I think it's a pretty
1: scary thing. Yeah.
2: So, anyway. I don't know whether there's much you
1: can do to deter something like that, oh, this. Really. Is, this is the cool thing I was going to tell you about the, the hacks. The different fruits, Lemon juice, uh, fruits, vegetables, all that stuff. See, how you, this is how you, this is how you, you spread butter. You uh, spreading butter by shredding it, and then you can sit down. turns it. See, mm. Easy potato peeling, they just make a, a cut around it, boil it, and then just pop it right off. Look at that. Hmm. it that something? That's how you get rid of it. a hard-boiled egg. See. Uh, they, they. You put it in water. I, we tried that tonight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is, uh, yeah, no, that, that's all garlic. Just put it in a cup, shake it around. And it all comes off. It's pretty cool. It's had over 15 million views, this thing. <laughs> you can put
2: it
1: away. They can put it away now. Yeah. <laughs> Make fresh bread. If you got old, stale bread, put water on it and microwave it. Soft. I did know about that
2: At one time I yeah. just forgot about it All stale
1: bread Yeah Crazy mm-hmm. way to open wine
2: How do
1: you open wine
2: That's I don't know I guess we... Hair dryer Shrinks the cork Of course uh, uh, Bad Good bad I don't know They're bad Up they uh,
1: slow Super post eggs I do how you post them Job basil Mozzarella, and then uh, what are they doing? I don't know what he's making. Eggs well,
2: people at home can't see this, Leo. So no, it's no, a I know. I just right I down. just curious what
1: it is. Sushi?
2: Yeah. You have to describe what's happening.
1: Can you describe it? I don't know what it is.
2: Oh, made it made
1: that's post, post eggs. Post eggs, but he put it in oh, that was plastic eggs. No, but he put that in basil and all kinds of stuff, yeah. and then he microwaved it, and then it came out as a tough thing. That was a very cool. One. What do you think of the way he he shaved his uh, butter? But he, put, he shaved, took a thing of butter and shaved it like yeah. that, and turned into a really soft uh, 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 thing you can spread. Yeah. Rather than big chunks, you know. I should do that. Okay, let's end tonight with Donald Trump has no plan for making America great again. No. There's no Trump infrastructure plan. I was
2: heartbroken. There's no
1: Trump tax plan. I was there's,
2: heartbroken about that. Too. There's no Trump
1: health care plan. I was
2: heartbroken again. There's no Trump anything plan.
1: Okay? it's yeah, really sick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's
2: 9 o'clock anyway.
1: But it's infrastructure week at the White House, theoretically. <laughs> on Monday, the administration announced a plan to spend $200 billion on infrastructure and overhaul U.S. air traffic control. There are high profile signing in the East Wing uh, before dozens of cheerleading lawmakers and industry titans. It is supposed to be the beginning of a week long push to fix America's roads, bridges, and airports. But there's no money. But in the next two weeks, Trump spent more energy burning uh, metaphorical bridges than trying to build them, literal ones. He could have stayed on message for several hours, gathered Democrats and Republicans to discuss a bipartisan agreement and announce the time frame. But instead, he quickly turned his attention to Twitter to accuse media companies of fake news while undermining the alliance with Qatar based on what may be, fittingly, a fake news story. And the oh. microcosm of this administration approach to public policy, a high profile announcement coupled with an ambitious promise subsumed by an unrelated, self inflicted public relations crisis followed by nothing. What a mess. And, and on, the- on that note,
2: we should say good night,
1: folks.
2: And the secret of
1: Trump's infrastructure plan there's no infrastructure plan. Huh. But, like, there's no White House tax plan, no White House health care plan. Well, hundred and twenty days of Trump's term a unified uh, Republican government and uh uh Trump's taking over. Yeah. So it's like it's unbelievable. So there is no plan. Trump's a bum. The world sucks that way. There's not much you can do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, this is the one I I, I, I didn't get to to read about, but uh this is the guy that Uh, House says diabetics don't deserve health insurance. All right, and uh, yeah, he wants to leave 29 million Americans with life with that like diabetes out of out in the cold because he doesn't think they're worthy of treatment. What a prick from prick health you know, son of a bitch. This guy deserves death. I'm sorry, people like that don't deserve to live. Yeah. You know? Why why God allows them to is just beyond beyond me. I don't know. Uh, it's beyond we everything. don't know
2: God's plans, And hey, Why
1: does he make people so freaking miserable, so horrible to other people? To teach us lessons that we need to learn, I guess. Like what? Be miserable, I'm the, if be if miserable were, to, your, to your neighbor? If
2: I were brilliant, I would be able to say.
1: No. But on
2: that note, let's say good night to the yeah.
1: folks. Sharp, Trump seeks, seeks sharp cuts to housing aid. Except for programs that bring him millions.
2: Well, this is his agenda, so let's All say good is. night, Leo. Right. Before people get too depressed.
1: Yeah. yeah these guy's
2: are too much to
1: live. With. Too much.
2: Yeah, and we hope that we'll Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And he, I want one uh, more thing. Trump says that veterans with post traumatic stress are weak. And uh uh they they they, uh, they 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 don't deserve to they don't deserve to be no. have anything on the health care nah, bill? No, 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 Okay. And poor Kellyanne, she thinks that if I was shot and killed tomorrow, half of Twitter would explode in applause.
2: That's probably
1: true. Well, I Since said... a lot of
2: people
1: hate her. But I said, poor woman seems to have developed paranoia and a death wish working for Trump. <laughs> Where's her smile or charm or laughter we once enjoyed in the early days of Trump? Oh. They got
2: buried in that administration. Let
1: me, let me let me tell you this one before you go, because this one will make you furious. This is amazing, but it's in Connecticut. It's an elite college, and all liberal white elitists are currently in the public self-humiliation and dehumanization in front of minorities, especially white American liberal academics. Would it surprise anyone if, if he, this guy was Trinity's most favorite professor? Black professor at Trinity College in Hartford. Says whites are inhuman, assholes, okay, and should just fucking die. Now he hashtagged that like he agreed. He didn't say that, he dittoed it. Dittoed it. Black sociology professors of Trinity College in Hartford. Yes, they Canada. did this says on whites should... I
2: know, Leo, they explained the whole thing on the news tonight, exactly what happened. What news tonight? On the Channel 4. Uh, local four. news. They talked about it, and what he did is he ha- he hashtagged it. He didn't say it himself. He agreed with it.
1: Don't believe that. Not according to this article.
2: Well, not everybody's right, are they?
1: I don't think General Four knows what the hell is. General Four won't even put on Alex Jones. Okay, uh, interview with Meg Kelly. They, they 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 censored it. Yeah. I'm
2: just telling you what was discussed locally. Um, and he'll probably lose his job. But alumni have curious and
1: I don't blame them. Yeah, well, he's, done, he's been doing this for 10 years. He's been working there. And, you know, he, he's been calling them assholes for 10 years. So suddenly, all of a sudden, uh, you know, it is depressed. All right. Uh, I mean, this guy says, uh, you know, whites well, should die. Not only die, but say fucking die and call them inhuman assholes on Twitter. I and mean, guy's amazing. But, you know, this is common. This is happening everywhere, you know. So anyway, I guess that's what we gotta to end tonight. There's a lot of good stuff on there, but we never got around to talking about it. We just well, think you. you know
2: people can there was a
1: congresswoman though who who said that uh who used to receive welfare uh and wants drug tests uh for rich people who get tax breaks uh-huh. because they want uh drug tests for welfare recipients right uh to get tax to get uh, uh welfare, yeah. So, so if the people that. are getting more fear, they should be. They should be have to have a drug test, too. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, this is so important, Lionel. Congress submits the bill making it illegal to hold cash, bitcoins, or other assets outside a bank without informing them in writing. This is really... Yeah. So, anyway... Just so you know, you can go to that one, check this one out at uh, TheEventChronicle.com, okay? Check that article out, TheEventChronicle.com. They're coming to get your cash, folks. They, they uh, you know, they're coming to get it. They don't want an underground economy. They
2: want one they
1: can
2: tax everything. That's right. So that's it. That's it, folks. So we and wish we'll you a good, good evening, night. and
1: thank you for joining us, and, uh, I, I appreciate uh, everybody who's joining us. We're having a very large uh, live so, audience. So, good night,
2: folks, and we'll talk to you next week. So,
1: good night, Lila. And
2: have a great weekend, folks.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, just so you know, that's, that's where it's at. And we want to thank you for joining us. And uh, please, uh, tell your friends about us. Check out our website, lasteelshow.org, And, uh, You can get a copy of my book, uh, Naked at the Mic, $4.99 at Amazon, right on my website there. Um, So you can download that and uh, enjoy a good read. So good night, folks, and talk to you next week.